You are listening to I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a podcast for the creative visionary. A backstage look at the creative process from the imaginations that bring it to life. Hello, Hello theater family. family! I'm Travis. And I'm Rachel, and welcome to another episode of I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a podcast for the creative visionary. So today, I first want to apologize because if I sound like a very husky man, <laughs> I am on the tail end of a cold. So if I sound a little more brute than usual, that is why. Uh, today, we are doing another installment of Movie Musicals. And today, we are taking you back in time to a classic with the queen of stage and screen herself, Miss Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Rachel and I are going to be talking about none other than the seminal classic, Funny Girl, today. Yes. Um, this is one of my favorite movies. Same. Hands down, one of my favorite movies. Sunday, rainy day movie, all day long. All day long. I don't know. I love me a good classic movie. But <clears throat> just to give you guys a brief synopsis of the movie, for those of you who have not seen it, and if you have not seen it, why? <laughs> it's rude. Just rude. So rude. So rude. Um, Barbara but, would never. <laughs> Barbara would never. She never. She's a she's a Christian. A, no, she's a, she's, she's American. A, a Christian. How dare you? She's Jewish, isn't she? Oh yeah, she's an American and a Jew. How dare you? <laughs> she's an American and a Jew. How what dare did you, you do with the Jews? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Shout out to Dulce Sloan. <laughs> Focus. All day long. We gotta focus. Okay, so the vibrant and young Fanny Bryce starts out as a bit player on the New York vaudeville stage, but works her way up to stardom on Broadway. Valued for her vocal and comedic talents by a renowned theater impresario, Florence Ziegfeld Jr., Fanny thrives, but her relationship with suave uh, and later imprisoned businessman husband Nick Arnstein is another story. So it's a nice little kind of tit for tat between the two of them right the entire time absolutely <clears throat> okay so first we're gonna break it down so first question what is your favorite song from the movie i know mine i know mine i have like two technically but my i mean they're all so good there's so many classics in there so many good ones my favorite is my man is my man yeah i love that one mine I have two, technically. Okay. So, uh, the greatest star. Duh. <laughs> Stick around for the joke. <laughs> Stick around for the joke. Um, and don't rain on my parade. Yes. Because it's such a, it's in my audition arsenal, and it's such a good song. It's, it's a good song to, A, be able to show off what you can do with your voice. Yes. But yeah, I don't know. Those are my two favorites. Don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Work, queen. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my... Oh, I can't da, sing. Da, da, we don't da, have the rights. Da, we don't have the rights. Da, we don't have the rights. Da. We don't have the rights. <laughs> Love it. God, I wish we owned Barbara Streisand. That'd be everything. Oh God, that'd be everything. God. Barbara, do you want to come on our podcast? We would a thousand percent. Barbara! <laughs> we invite you. Um, so next question. Your favorite character. Well, there's really, like... There's not a ton of, like... Should we refrain it? Like, your favorite background character. Yeah, because it'd be too easy just to say Barbara. I like her friend (laughs) there. Which one? The nice one in the theater in the beginning. I forget his name. Uh, Freddy, I think his name is. Freddy? Yeah, her friend... I think her name is Freddy. Yeah, the one that gives her the shot at the beginning and then just... Eddie, Eddie, right. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie is his name. Yeah, I feel like he's just like, I feel like he loves her, but he would never say anything because she's too big for him now. Oh. He's just too much star. She is the greatest star. Um, Mine has to be, a, like, background players is the a, a Fanny's mom and her three friends. Oh, those three. <laughs> yeah, they're so funny. They're, like... Just the line where she goes, and a girl's little lentils, <laughs> whose incidentals are the same size as two lentils. Yeah. It's the 
best line. Small booby joke. Oh, I love a small boob joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're fun. Those I love three. a small boob joke. They're cute. I like the Irish one. She's sassy. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. She's amazing. All right, so just our final question and the breakdown. Who would you want to play in the stage production? <laughs> uh, I don't think I want to be anybody in the stage production, but I would direct it. You direct it? I would like to direct this show. <coughs> I think it'd be fun. I would love to direct Funny Girl. I want to pull like a classic Broadway show back to the stage here. I think that. Uh, are the, is it even if I had like... to play somebody, I might be Mr. Ziegfeld. He'd be hilarious. I think that'd be funny. <laughs> I think that would be that could potentially be very funny. Yeah. I obviously want to be Fanny Bryce. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna do. Who any, doesn't? I'm not gonna do any of that horror. Who doesn't want to be Fanny Bryce. <laughs> She's everything. Okay. She's a seminal classic. She's a, she's a seminal classic. She's, she's the one that everybody wishes they could be. All right. I didn't take a ton of notes because this is, again, this is one of my favorite movies. So I had a really hard time, like... Taking notes? Stopping and taking notes. Yeah. See, I've seen it a lot, so I took a few more than... You took, like, a page of notes. <laughs> yeah, I took a lot. I took a, more, than a, more than my fair share here, I think, but okay. that's okay. Um, so the first thing that I wrote down is that I love that it's set up like a traditional theater production. So like in the beginning, the overture starts on the movie and the overture just plays on a blank screen. Yeah. So it's like you're in the theater waiting for everything to happen. And then it goes, when you're halfway through the movie, intermission pops up. And then right after intermission pops up, the, the on track starts for the second half and then there's like the curtain call. Like it was really cool that they like set up the movie that way to follow a traditional. They set up the movie to be like theatrical production. Yeah, where it could easily. It, it, I mean, it makes a transition from stage to screen or screen to stage like pretty easy, pretty flawless. Yeah, and I really like when movies. I love when musicals are about someone being in a musical. Just, <laughs> I love that. I love when when shows are about shows, like because it's just. So, Is that why you liked opening night so much? Oh my god, yeah! Because it's just <laughs> such, like it's you're immersed in the world of theater while you're being in the theater. Like, it's great. That's one of my favorite things. My first note was just Barbara Streisand's makeup. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> we were even commenting on the fact that she had highlight on, and that was not a thing. That's not a thing back. I don't think that was really. Or maybe it was, and it just kind of got thrown by the wayside and for then a little it came while, back. and then it came back with a vengeance. Either that, or whoever retouched that movie was like, girl, we gotta get you some highlight. <laughs> Let's get you some highlight. And they retouched Or Barbara DeMitz. I must have a. Like, her contour highlight game in yes. this movie is so even when she's dirty <laughs> she looks beautiful it looks beautiful even with that classic jewish girl nose this is a thing i ha that's my biggest like frustration though with the with the funny girl movie is that you know she's playing the funny girl who you know isn't classy i think barbara streisand is one of the most beautiful and talented people on the planet. Oh, hands down. Like, it's just stunning the to me. The greatest in the world. Yeah, she she's a goat. She, she greatest is a of goat. all time. She's a goat. <laughs> she's a goat. She's, she still holds my favorite Christmas song in her heart. Her version of Jingle Bells is my favorite thing <laughs> in the entire world. It's not world. Christmas until that song gets played. No, until that song gets played, it's everything. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride and what was open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride and what was open sleigh. All right, let's hear your next note. <laughs> <laughs> Love that stuff. Um, I noticed that in the beginning they're in the new Amsterdam theater in mm -hmm. New York, which I thought was really cool because that's where Aladdin is right now oh fun so i saw like the little like the parable there the little, yeah the little parallels that they had there with the new york stage so that was really cool um my next note that i had was so basically the movie starts out fanny bryce is coming into the theater for the day to do her show or whatever but it's like at the end pretty much of the story 
and you get, she sits in the audience and then the movie really starts and she gets the flashback into the whole story of how she got to where she is in that day pretty much yeah so you start out she's there with her jewish mama in their bakery and or whatever their little tavern or their pub their pub or cafe or whatever it's a pub and uh she's going to her first rehearsal with uh some theater group and uh they replaced her they replaced her with somebody and she goes and they fire her on the spot because she can't pick up the choreography and they think she's she looks a skinny mess. legs she's got skinny legs <laughs> look at a mess look at a hot mess and then she sings i'm the greatest star which yeah. for me is like a plea for any dreamer yeah wants to be in a show that was her plea to the director saying please do not fire me look at all the things i can do i got 36 <laughs> expressions i'm a natural coffer <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love that stuff. I love classic Broadway shtick. Um, so then she comes in and she finishes that number and the guy comes back and he's like, wow, you're not a dancer, but you're a singer. And, a, and, and you're a, funny. And a comic or and whatever. A comic, yeah. And he goes, can you roller skate? And she goes, can, can I, I roller, roller skate? skate? Turns out she can't. <laughs> But they put her in this rollerblading number, and that's the whole moment that her life turns around. Yeah. Because everybody loves the fact that she was falling all over the stage, causing accidents, because they thought it was part of the show. Yeah. And then, like, uh, there was another singer that's supposed to come out. Yeah. And he's like, no! No, send her back out there. They love her. And she sings another song. And, and then proceeds like, to roll. I had a note about this. And then proceeds to genuinely roller skate decently. Right. On her own. Like she learned how to after and, she just failed. Yeah. It does. I mean, it's like she she's kind of skips in some places, but you could obviously tell that Barbara Streisand herself knows how to roller skate. Right. So she does this like nifty little like. Like turn about this little stage. pot of beret, little pot, yeah, little pot. I don't. It's not a pot of beret, but little ashante, <laughs> little slay all day, little hey girl, hey. I, we're done. done. Sorry, sorry. Um, but she does this like beautiful like skate turn around the stage and onto the little. Like the little horseshoe that's in front of the stage where the, uh, which I think was really cool where the orchestra pit is. Right. There's like a horseshoe around it. Uh I'd love to see a stage like that in real life, like work on that kind of a stage. But, um, but it's, can't, like she does this terrible, terrible job roller skating with all the girls on stage and then nails it. Yeah. Just freaking nails it and sings a song while she's nailing it. Yeah. So then she gets like the standing oh, she goes off stage, she goes back to the other girls who are back in the dressing room already and they're all giving her crap and Yeah. She's apologizing and But she's like, You never know, Mr. Zigfield will just show up on Mr. Zigfield could just be right outside this door. He'll be coming to knock and I'm gonna open the door and then there's this handsome man. Mr. Nick Arnstein and my only note there was Hubba Hubba. <laughs> so I Cuts. I. They don't. There's just not actors like they're like. Right. Like they don't make them like they used to. They're, exactly. There's. There's just. I literally had Omar Sharif is just a straight charm boss daddy. Oh my god. <laughs> just the way he like comes on and just like. He could gamble my money away. I'd be fine. I'd <laughs> be fine. He could lose my house. Oh, if I can get a smaller house and have to live in a box with that man, I'm into it. Closer I can get to him, the better. Well, that, and I, like, you forget, like, people used to, like, dress all the time for everything. Right, they were all fancy. They all fancy. Like, the classic man needs to come back. I love a classically handsome man. Yeah. A gentleman. And I just feel like everybody nowadays just looks like, you know. Garbage. I mean, I look like human garbage too. I am, oh, I'm a hundred percent. Like, put me in the can. <laughs> uh, yes, Travis has been very uh, ill. I've been very sick been very today. Sick. 
But I mean, like, it's just, I just feel like the dirt, like the dirty look for men has been in for way too long. I think a nice, and then what, like, when they, like, show up at a red carpet event, people are just like, oh my God, look at how, look at how well he, like, cleans up. Right. He literally probably just showered and put that suit on. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. He put a little swab from men in his hair. <laughs> like. He put a little J. Crew pomade and went, Bamskis. <laughs> We're done. It's done. That's well, awesome. all these women spent 400 hours getting ready. So she, he like courts her and gets her all fired up or whatever. So then she's going about doing her shows at the theater. Yep. And she gets a telegram, a Western Union telegram. And it's a big deal because anytime anybody gets a Western Union telegram, somebody did. <laughs> or oh, that's what they're assuming. Somebody is dead. <laughs> somebody has died. Somebody has died. So, Mr. Ziegfeld himself has sent Fanny Bryce a telegram asking her to come to the theater on Tuesday. Yes. For an audition. Yes. For his Ziegfeld Follies, the biggest group in town. The, the show game. that is going to make her a star. The greatest show. The greatest show. Um, this is the greatest show. Next one. Next episode. <laughs> next episode. Stay tuned. Maybe not next episode. Um, There's an episode. So she goes, and she goes to audition, and Mr. Ziegfeld is very happy with what he sees, Mm -hmm. gives her a number, puts her in the finale, and then she doesn't want to do the finale. Because she has to say that she's a beautiful woman. And she knows that she's not classically beautiful. Exactly. She doesn't have the self-confidence to sing about herself in that way. Correct. And he says, no, girl. You gonna do it. You gonna sing it the way it's written. And you're going to like it. You're going to do it. And she's like. If you don't do it, you're fired. <laughs> she goes, okay. And then. <laughs> and then. So cut to the showtime. And it comes to her part. And she has stuffed a pillow in her dress to make her look pregnant. And she's made this. Now she's making a joke out of being classically beautiful. Yes. But being pregnant at her wedding, and yes. it's all funny and in everything. In a family, not pregnant, because they would never pregnant. say pregnant. In a family way. She's in a family way. In the way of the family, in a family in, wedding. In, in a family way. And then, so, everybody loves it. Crowd loves it. Everybody loves it except Mr. Ziegfeld. But he makes her keep it, because he knows everybody loves it. And that is the beginning of that. So after that show... Nick shows up again and has seen her after months now. Yes. After their first meeting. After their, like, six months after their first meeting. And he tries to invite her for dinner. She's like, oh gosh, no. I just had opening night, so I'm going to be going. You know, my mom's throwing a thing at their tavern slash pub. Honestly. 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 My mom's got a thing going. I gotta go. I gotta go. Do you wanna come? And he goes, I'd love to. I'd love to. I would love to. Says, I would love to, he says. I would love to. In his little Nick Arnstein accent. He goes, I'd love to. I think to. that's his genuine accent. I don't know. So he goes and he meets the family, you know. So he then charms them. He meets the family. So then it's time to go. And Barbara, not Barbara, Fanny. Barbara as Fanny is walking Nick out of the restaurant. Out of the out of the pub or whatever, and we get to hear people, the song "People," people who need people. If and, you don't know that song, oh, it's beautiful. Get over to your nearest Apple if you have an Apple Music or a what Spotify was half now is whole <laughs> subscription and oh, just download the soundtrack. You'll love it. Take a peep at it. So that's the beginning, basically, of their relationship between Nick and Fanny. So we fast forward one year. The Follies are now on tour. Mm-hmm. Fanny is the star of the show. A year and two weeks. Huh? A year and two weeks. A year and two weeks. Correct. <laughs> fast forward 54 weeks, as Nick tells us. And the Follies are on tour. They come into Baltimore. Yes. For their show. Fanny has gained some notoriety. She has. She is now the star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she has a name mm-hmm, for herself. Mm-hmm, Everybody knows who she is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and who is at the train station but a one, Nikki Onstein. But he's not waiting for her, per se. He's waiting for a, a, a horsey. Yes. 
he is waiting on the horse. Frau Blucher. <laughs> the horse. <laughs> and Fanny feels That's real silly because she's like, oh, well, why don't you take her to dinner then? This other girl you're waiting for, Ellie or Nessie or whatever her name was. Elsie. 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 Oh, that, whatever that name, whenever I hear the name Elsie, I just want to be like an old southern woman. Oh, Elsie. <laughs> oh, my God, this Joji heat gonna make my feet swell. Mm. Like, that's all I can think about. <coughs> anyway, <laughs> we trudge forward. So he. <laughs> <laughs> Let's power through. We're powering through. Power through. I'm trying. So anyway, I'm on cold medicine. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of NyQuil. Um, so anyway. Powering through. Powering through. He, he invites, invites her, her to dinner. dinner again. Correct. He invites her to dinner and she goes, well, maybe I'll show up. What maybe. does she say? He, he's like, uh, he's like, I'll be waiting. He's like, maybe I'll be there. Oh, no, no, she says, she goes, well, I guess it's up to you. People wait all the time. And she walks away. <laughs> and she was all freaking pumped about herself because she was just like, it was the first time in my life I haven't said too much and I didn't say too little. I, I said, said just, just enough, enough. And I walked, walked away. away. <laughs> she was so proud, like me, seriously. If I ever get to do that in my life, I always <laughs> say too much. <laughs> For real. So but that's why we love you. I know. I'm a, they, in college. They called me Tipu Too Far. <laughs> like that was my nickname because like you could see the line and like most people hovered right behind that and I took it way past it. And you just like <laughs> it wasn't like it was just like a not like a it was like a brisk stroll. Like I could see the line. Do, no, freaking blow through it. <laughs> That's what I did. That's so they terrible. dubbed me Tipu Too Far. Tipu Too Far. Okay. Yeah. It's always been hot. I've worked on that now in my own personal development. Sometimes but. you still, there are some days where I have to be like, Travis. It's like, whoa. He said it. But moving on. So they go to dinner. We're getting so off track. No, so We're they go so to sick. dinner and we get to hear the song, I Am Woman, You Are Man. And Barbara is in a purple dress for the gods. <laughs> That's... Like, if you could have a purple dress cape moment. I wrote hashtag me at the gala. <laughs> like, I, oh my gosh, she was on X game mode <laughs> with this purple dress. <laughs> it was the prettiest shade of lavender and it was head to toe, girl, dear, you go. Oh, oh, I made a note about this because this is where I really like, besides this and then the original folly scene where she's the bride. Um, I wish, I mean, obviously, like, you can definitely tell that a lot of these costumes were costumes done by somebody who worked on the stage. Right. Because they, you know, they're very glitzy, they're very glamoury, they're, you know, they're very, like, you know, sh right, right, shimmer right, right, and right. Uh, sparkle, 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 sparkle. Um, I miss clothing like that. Like, like, everything, like, everything everyone was wearing was so tailored like so perfect and everybody was and you noticed I don't know if you noticed but I did um everybody had a set color that they wore the entire oh, yeah. time like and different variant like the only person who really changed colors was Barbara yeah it was Fanny that like she changed like she had multiple different colors well you can't nail her down she's an expressive young lady <laughs> she used to experiment with all the colors of the rainbow you paint with all the colors of the wind. Yes, Pocahontas. Give it to me. So anyway, her and Nikki share their first embrace and their first kiss mm -hmm. and what I'm sure was their first mm -mm. coitus. <laughs> Out of all the words you could have used, coitus? That's what it was. They had some coitus. Mazel tov. <laughs> <laughs> And so then cut to them at a date on the pier. She ate three lobsters. I put that. So Br Fanny Bryce can put down three lobsters <laughs> in a sitting. She would fit in with my family in Maine. <laughs> and they did not look like small lobsters. No, she was eating the big ones. She was eating a big lobster. That was a five pound lobster she put down on her plate. I, I'm like, 
I can maybe finish one lobster. Woo! Maybe. I can't eat lobster. It's gross. Oh, it's so good, though. Mm. Mm -mm. And do you just mm -mm. not like your food looking at you? I don't like seafood. And I don't want to work so hard to eat. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> if I order something and I'm paying good money for it, I want that shit ready to just fork and mouth well like, that's nor, it. i mean like a like a good expensive piece of lobster like it's just the tail that usually comes out to you and it's already cracked open and you just you just dig it out with mm -hmm. your fork. i don't like it's seafood just... anyway so i would never order lobster <sighs> but so that's a lot of work that's a lot of work to eat some food i watch my family go at it and what it takes and how messy it gets no thank you here's the thing with eating seafood i like eating lobster and crab and doing all that stuff because not only are you enjoying it it's it's a little sad like i i'm one of those people like like the crack is satisfying like the, that crack noise that like when you, when you like break it open Ugh. it's really satisfying also you're burning like a stupid amount of calories just eating <laughs> oh no see i'm there to get calories i'm not there to you're burn. not you're not there to <laughs> Not You're not there to that. burn and get them at the same time? Nope, not at all. Okay. So after that lobster feed, they go onto the dock and Nikki announces that he's going to Europe because he needs, he's out of money. He's out of money and he needs to get on the boat and gamble in some poker games to win back his his life winnings. and To live back his lifestyle. I literally wrote a note, red flag. Yeah. <laughs> that, that should have been where Fanny... Fanny Bryce if is like Fanny, Fanny Bryce. If Fanny, if Fanny Bryce was straight woke, yeah, <laughs> she would have been woke. like, red flag, bye. Fanny Bryce is straight up hypnotized by this man. I mean, I don't blame her. He's so handsome. I mean, he was handsome, but like, girl, he has no money. Yeah. He's looking at you to be the breadwinner. But he's not really. Like, he, I mean, that's the one thing I that I struggled with, like, watching like rewatching this again. I mean, I'm always gonna love it because I love Barbara, but um, he never really used her money. He's a family man with pride. Yes. He got some pride. He, he had some pride where, I mean, and you could obviously tell that she was making a decent amount of money. Right, theater people got paid back in the day. Yeah, I mean, so she was, she was making money, but he was very adamant about, no, I'm the breadwinner. I need to make, I, you know, right. I need to provide for where, I mean, everything that they had, I mean, she could have easily afforded. Right. So. So he's he's off to Europe. Yes. And then she's off to Chicago, and she realizes, no, 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 I can't go to Chicago. No, she was fine. She wasn't, she was slowly dying inside. But she's fine until she got the champagne and roses. And then she's like, I cannot go to Chicago. I need to get on that. So she like... Why is she British all of a sudden? I don't know. Because I like... Why the voice? She might be Italian. You don't know. You don't never know. She might be an Italian. She might be an Italian. No. I must tell him I love him. I have decided I love him. I love him so much. I must get on the boat. So she she goes and she buys a ticket and she well she calls Mr. Ziegfeld. She says, Ziegfeld, no, I need to have flow. a poisonal life. Okay, I need to have a poisonal life. Why can't you just be happy for me? A poisonal hangs, life. I need to have a poisonal life. And he hangs up the phone. So then she goes and she buys a ticket to go to New York so she can get to port and get on the boat with Nikki Onstein. Yep. But she and misses the boat. She misses the boat. But she we, misses the cruise liner. She misses the big boat, but she gets on a little boat that takes her to the big boat whilst singing Don't Raid on My Parade. Which is my favorite song. In the whole which show. then we hit. Intermission. 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 Which I think is amazing. So, second act opens up. There's a knock at the cabin door in Nikki Onstein's room, and there is a dirty faced Fanny Bryce waiting for his embrace. Like her clothes and like clothes versus face dirt don't match. She had a day. <laughs> she looked like she had a day. Like travel day was. <laughs> travel day one was horrifying. TSA gave her the pat down. Like <laughs> you got a body cavity. She search. was not TSA pre-check <laughs> for this travel day at all. <laughs> She got the cavity search, the whole nine yards. Okay. She's been through on. it, right? So then they're at dinner that night, 
and she says, I want to be a Sadie. I don't know what that voice was. What? A Sadie. And he's like, well, what is a Sadie? Sadie is a married lady. I want to be a married lady. What voice are you doing? <laughs> Sadie, Sadie, married lady. I don't know. <laughs> Just coming out of me. NyQuil. What are you going to do? <laughs> that, like, that's straight cold medicine. NyQuil. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, this episode brought to you by NyQuil. This episode was sponsored by NyQuil. We wish. <laughs> oh, God, we wish. Try their new VapoCool formula. I did last night. It is the closest thing to rumple mitts I've tasted in <laughs> four years. It's nuts. It's so crazy. Speaking what? of NyQuil, so Nick's, they want to get married. And Nick is like, well, I don't have the money to get married right now. Mm-hmm. She goes, well, what if you win this poker game? He's like, well, maybe. So then she's down there watching him play well, no, poker. He said, I want to have a bankroll before we get married. A bankroll, he says. A bankroll. So he goes and gets one. Yes. He takes all the men's cards for what they're worth. Uh-huh. I've never... I had a moment, though. Like, <laughs> did, did you... Like, just because making it rain is a thing now. <laughs> but, like, they, like... He's got this giant wad of cash that he just pulls out of his, like, suit coat. And then they fling, and it, fling it in the everywhere. Air. Like... Yeah, it looked like one of those machines that you stand in and have to, like, catch the dollars oh, like, as they're flying the around. Yeah. <laughs> and Fanny was just swimming in it. And I'm like, first off, I don't think I would ever do that with money just because I know how dirty money is. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> like, I have never once in my entire life. I mean, that's movie money. Movie money, they print that. Oh, seriously. When people ask me, like, why I don't, carry cash I tell them it's because I don't want syphilis <laughs> like when I have cash oh I spend it immediately <laughs> it's so gross <laughs> cash I love is that the your most brain disgust- immediately goes syphilis if I touch that and then touch my eye and then my eye gets syphilis I'm not dealing with that <laughs> I'm not, I don't, no, I don't fuck with that. I don't <laughs> think you could get syphilis from a dollar bill. You don't know. <laughs> Though that, that one dollar bill could have been in some dirty stripper's thong. And then she went and bought some stuff at Walmart. And then I went to the Walmart right after her. And that was my change. You're more guy from a dollar bill than <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, actually, do you know that pretty much every single dollar in the U.S. is, is finely coated in cocaine? <laughs> I'm just saying, wash your hands, people. Especially if you're handling money. Wash your hands. It's yeah. flu season, bitch. You can't <laughs> deal with it. So Nick is gambling with his family's future. Yeah, constantly. Constantly gambling constantly. with his family's future. Which again, I wrote, red flag. <laughs> if Fanny was woke, she'd be like, like he. They get off the boat, and he's bought a mansion already. Yeah. And she's like, this must have cost a fortune. I noticed, uh, for all of my PBS friends out there, uh, the mansion that is in Funny Girl is the same, like, at least the staircase anyway. The staircase that they they shoot, that they're going up in. Uh, Oh, gosh. Hit the mic. (laughs) I got too excited. So the first staircase that you see that they go up the stairs in is the same staircase from Downton Abbey. (laughs) Well, Mom, if you're listening to this, I know what you know that what that means. Yeah. I've never watched Downton Abbey. Uh, uh, hey, my Downton Abbey fans, leave some comments. Yeah, leave some comments down below. You a Downton Abbey fan? Downton Abbey. Yes. Leave comments. Leave some comments. So they move into this mansion. They have a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, the Arnstein family is growing. And it, it's at that moment where I. Th- think that maybe Nick has a legitimate job now. Right. You Wait, think. You think. But he don't. He don't. He's out digging for oil, doing stuff. He's owing people money, whatever. They lose their house. Yeah, this he gets big, back. They lose house. the mansion. Yeah. So then they have to move into this equally as large apartment. Well, it's on, a New York apartment. The New York apartment, but it's huge. Where he's like, on Fifth Avenue. And she's like, oh, I'd be happy with six. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't complain. I won't complain. I won't complain because I'll be with you again. Red 
Like. Right. And then he's out gambling, and he misses Fanny's opening night and her new show. Because he gambling. Because he's in a poker game. He's in a poker game. That he thinks he's going to win, but then loses. Out of money. Out of money. So then Fanny starts paying off the staff. Yes. Because the staff's not getting paid. They have a cook. They have a nanny. They have, you know, whoever. She pays them off. She gives them three months in advance with her salary. And she invests $50,000 in this new company that Nikki's friend is starting up. Which is a legitimate company. Legitimate company. A legitimate business opportunity. It would be a legitimate job. A real job. To bring in legitimate income. But. An honest man's day work. He refuses to take it because... His wife she, is the one that put the money up. Yeah, she put up the seed money for it. And he has too much pride that he's not going to let a woman save him. Where I was just like, wow, toxic masculinity. There. Yeah, he's got a very, he got BDE <laughs> show. I literally said, wow, that's that's masculine, you know, like kind of toxic masculinity at its mm-hmm. finest. I'm like, just let her have her seven rings moment. <laughs> right, exactly. So prior to I her going, <laughs> prior to her going to that friend and getting him that job, he was offered this role in this phony bond deal by this guy that he owes a lot of money to. Well, she, it sounded he is the, the guy who offered it to him. It sounded didn't he wasn't a good man. No, he owed him a lot of money. And he was like, I can erase your debt if you're going to do this Yeah. and play this role. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Sounds pretty shifty. He made the right decision or whatever. Initially. Initially. And then he found out that he had this business opportunity. But then he, once he found out that Fanny was the one that bankrolled him for it, mm-hmm. he was like, no. So the scene ends with him getting on the phone with that guy again and saying, yo, it's Nick. I'm in. I'm in because I need the dollar bills. I need the dollar bills, y'all. So then we cut to Fanny doing her show. She comes back to her dressing room and she finds out that Nikki's been arrested. Yep. Eddie and Flo are in her dressing room and they're just trying to be as delicate as humanly possible. Yep. Like, it's almost like he died. Yeah. He didn't die. I mean, going to jail at that time. Kind of like it, yeah. Kind of like I suppose. So he gets taken to jail. Whatever, and they go to his arraignment or the, trial they or go whatever. To, yeah, his trial. And he no pleads, his arraignment because he was putting in his plea. Yeah, and he pleads guilty against his lawyer's judgment. Yeah, because he knows advice. what he did was wrong. Yeah. And again, Nikki's a man of pride. He screwed up. He wants to do the time. Whatever. And then, eighteen months in the future, Fanny's again doing her show. And there he is. He's gotten out of jail. Did the time for the crime. And before he went in, he's like, I think you need to divorce me. Yes. We're not right for each other. And she convinces him to say, wait until you get out. Yep. And if you feel the same way. When you get out. I won't fight you. Yes. Well, he feels the same way. Which, like, the hopeless romantic in me is just like. But why, though? But why, though? Just, like, let a woman have a seven rings moment. If I want to pay for you, I'm going to pay for you. Right. (laughs) Any women out there want to pay for me, (laughs) DM me. (laughs) I ain't too proud to beg. (laughs) I I like nice things. Okay. And I can talk like this for you if you want. No? No. Not a good? No, okay? No. Really? No. It's not cute. Girls gotta eat. (laughs) (laughs) So, then, Nikki leaves. And then she performs the greatest number. My man. Oh, my man, I love him so. All the feelings. And she's gotta sing this, like, big, beautiful song about loving your man when her man... Has just walked out on her. Yeah, they're different people now. He's a changed man on the inside. He is a felon. He's a felon. She needs somebody better than that, but she can't. She can't think. bring herself to, which would be hard. I mean, if you like gave your like heart to somebody, you had a child with them. Oh yeah. It'd be very hard. Very difficult. 
So then the movie ends, and Fanny Bryce is left with her stardom, mm -hmm. but left alone. Her a mother. single gal with her daughter. I was like, she's not alone. Florence, I think, was their name. But then if you think about it, if you look at the parallels, Fanny's mother, her dad ran out on her mother. Right. So she's, I mean. Just a product of the same life. Yeah. A product of your environment. Yep. So. Which, another note that I had in here, to, to sum up the whole thing. The kissing in these old movies is very <laughs> aggressive. I made a note too. It's, it's literally like they press their face together and then just drag it as hard as they can all around, just till the lips have touched everything. Yeah. Like it's not even cute. It looks so painful. It looks like there's like, one oof. point where he kisses her that I feel like is he trying to suck her lips off? I thing? feel like her teeth could have fell out at one point. <laughs> her teeth fell out. Like yeah. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, your teeth fell out, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not okay. It's not like I just like the general like I could get, and I don't know. I haven't really looked into like how Barbara and Omar like were together like on set. If there's any tension, like I didn't look into that because if there was, that would explain so much of the kiss. Why he was trying to murder her with his mouth. <laughs> It just his face. That should be a felony right there. <laughs> it just his face. Like when they were like embracing, it literally looked like they were just like smacking their chins together. Oh my and god, like, it looks so painful. It looks so painful. I was like, I don't ever want to love like that. <laughs> if that's what love is, I don't want to know it. <laughs> that looked awful. It, well, here's the thing. Men back in that day tended to be clean shaven all of the time. Can you imagine that happening? Oh my god. With somebody with a five o'clock like any sort of facial hair like oh that God, level of like burn. like nope. like attack on your face no nope. i'll be putting palm olive all over my skin <sighs> but think about how exfoliated you'd be <laughs> yes pores who is she <laughs> who are they never heard of them uh <laughs> i don't know her she doesn't go here she doesn't go here <laughs> She doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go here. But that that about sums it up, folks. So the movie ends, and there's a sequel that oh, I'd no, like no. to ooh, watch ooh. at some point. Um, I did want to make one note, and I don't know if you noticed it. It's just a random funny that I just I love because I can hashtag can relate. Yeah. Um, during the whole Swan Lake moment where she's like jumping around and then she like holds her boobs and then continues to jump. Oh my god. I made that note. That's me a funny and note. everything I try on. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I try out at, at Hollister. Mm. I'm always just... I don't go in there because it just makes me feel bad about no. myself. No. Did I ever tell you that story? Post-podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Long story short, I wanted to do a Hollister one time, and the lady looked me up and down and was like, looked at the girl next to me and said, can we help you? And I said, bitch, what if I was here for a gift? Oh. Like, she just thought I was too fat and, like, nothing's going to fit me, so she's not going to waste her time. Wow. So I don't go in there. Wow. Yeah, I'll use that. I'll... I had a similar experience at Abercrombie. Sponsor us, Hollister. <laughs> Not after that story. Hell to the no. Hell to the no. I want your damn clothes anyway. All right. So now that we've broken down the movie. Yeah. It's time to cast our community theater production. Okay. Director Travis Chappell. <laughs> Continue on. Uh... Mr. Ziegfeld, I would cast uh, Michael Sander. A same. Freddie, I would cast... Eddie. Eddie. Oh, no, Eddie, I would cast Eddie. Eddie Binda? Eddie Binda. Eddie would make Eddie Binda. <laughs> uh, ooh, who would be a good Nick? Nick. Nick, I'll say it because you sound real stuffed up when you say it. Nick would be a good Nick. Mr. Arnstein. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Arnstein. Nick would be a good a good Mr. Arnstein. Uh, Mr. Nick Corey? Mr. Nick Corey. Oh, that's a, that's so surprising. With that with that mustache of his? <laughs> I can see it. Oh, uh, I... Hmm. That's difficult. Because he has to be suave, but also kind of an asshole at the same time. Yeah... I don't, I don't know. 
will, but Nick's kind of a. Uh, I might have to agree with you on that. Right? I don't know what's gonna happen there. Uh, I don't really know. I don't really know. I don't really know. The other, the other theater guy at the first theater, I would cast like Charlie Johnson. Forget his name, but just like the goofy one. Like, tries to fire her at first. Oh, Mr. Keenan. Yeah, Mr. Keenan. Mr. Keenan. I'd make that Charlie. Uh, her mom, I would make Beth. <laughs> you know, Beth Selinger, because that's just typecasting. Typecasting. Um, ooh, ooh, you know, be, okay, this is uh, be, her mom and her friends. So her mom would definitely have to be Beth. And then her friends would have to be Sharon, yeah. partly. Um, and Barb McClough. Barb McClough. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> We're on the same freaking wavelength. And then Mary Allgaard. I think that, like, just a little, like, church basement lady, like, little reprise right yeah, there. Yeah, right there, girlfriend. Right there. That's I just everything. think they would be hilarious That'd be together. great. I think it would be amazing. Yeah, and then, you know, you got all the folly girls and everything, but who would be Fanny Bryce? I mean, I know you said you want it. I I mean, if we were colorblind casting. <laughs> colorblind casting, yeah. Should we, uh, ooh, that's a difficult I don't know who would be like the classic. Brianna <sighs> Angles. Brianna Angles would be a classic Fanny Bryce. She could be, yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be really cute. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Put it out in the universe, baby. I'm putting it out there. You want to direct it. You got to go talk to some people. I'll talk to some people. <laughs> you, you I can talk to some people. people. <laughs> I know some people. I can see what I can do. Hey. Also, I would just love to be in the chorus of that show because I think it would be so much fun. Right? So much fun. Could be a good time. Could be a good time. Now, our curtain calls. I haven't done these in a while. I know. I always forget about the current calls. <laughs> On a scale of one to five, what would you give the movie? Uh, I'd give it a solid five. Yeah, I, it's one of my favorite movies. Same. It, I'm sorry. Same, I, it's five. I can't rate this objectively. Big time. Um, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. It's such a classic. It's so good. It's everything. It's. Bring it all. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Hit replay, girl. I'm into it. Let's watch it again. Let's watch it. We'll throw. We'll spend another two and a half. Throw it on a loop. Now, yeah, that's the thing. Like, pop some corn if you're gonna watch this one. It's two and a half uh, hours. Get yourself a snack. We had grilled cheese. We had grilled cheese. Grilled yeah. cheese and pasta salad. I had a donut. She was and delicious. A full glass of tea. And I had three lollipops. <laughs> like, you gonna want a snack? Yep. Grab a snack. She is two a, hours thirty five minutes long. She is a full two hours thirty five minutes. So she's a, she she is quite. And a, we did not watch all of the credits. Nope, she's a, com a commitment for sure. She is. But I really highly recommend it. Uh, a thousand percent. And we have anything for producers' corner today? Um, we have one little bit. of... I haven't checked the Apple Podcast app because I'm a terrible. I'm on it. You talk about the comment that we had. I we had we did have a comment on on the actual blog and we really appreciate you guys leaving actual comments on the website um it's kind of cool and it's the easiest place for us to find them um but we had a nice little comment from miss susan matheson young so she this is on last sunday's episode the second annual uh brainerd theater and actors guild the lambie nominations episode um she just mentioned she's like it's the first time I've heard this. Such fun. And good luck to everyone at the gala. And again, that's happening. Well, we're recording this on Sunday. <laughs> and it's happening on Saturday. Oh, we got six days to go. We have six days. It's a six day Which countdown. just look up the day after, so they will have happened. So, yeah, they will have happened. And we will have a reaction episode to the whole gala. So The following week. The, yes. Well, maybe. I don't know. We'll put it up when we feel like it. <laughs> Well, I think we could do it. I think we could do it if we stay you, you focused. You think we could power, power? I think through? we could power through it. Okay. I think we could do it. Okay. I just don't know how crazy it's gonna be. <laughs> do something crazy. Do something crazy. Do something crazy. You want me to do something crazy? Everybody. Everybody's it. Well, well, the castify woman is gonna be there. So Woo! Expect us to whoop it up. Get cray cray. <laughs> yes. So. Now that we've done our little, was there anything in the Apple Podcast app? Nothing. All right. Nothing. Come so on. thank you, Susan, for your thank nice you, Susan, comment. Thank you, lovely comment. On the Squarespace area. Yes. So again, you guys can leave comments. You have 
kind of like a little multitude of areas to leave comments. Uh-huh. Um, you can leave them right on the website. You can leave them on our Facebook page. You can leave them on... Instagram. Instagram. We on that. We on the gram. We on the tweeters. Mm-hmm. We need more followers on Twitter. So if you guys want to pop out there, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter is like a real sad. Yes. Um, so feel free to follow us on social media. But we have a challenge out to you guys. Uh-huh. At the end of every single one of our movie musicals, we challenge our listeners, what would your dream community theater cast be? Yeah. Who would you guys, would you like to see from our area? Yeah. Up on the stage. Doing, putting on Funny Girl for putting you. Putting on Funny Girl for you. It'll be interesting to see who you guys pick as Fanny. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, I don't want to say I forget about people, but... You kind of like there's just a lot of talent it, exactly. in the area, it's, so it's, it's kind of hard. It's hard to like quick make a snap decision, yeah, and cast the show exactly. So, you guys think about it and send your suggestions over to us, and we'll be sure to read those the next time we record. Yeah, hell yeah, the next music, movie musical we do for show, yes. So, now is the time when we do the social media plugs. So please follow us again on social media. You can go to I Can't. I have rehearsalpodcast.com to stream the episode right from the website, or you can download it for later listening. You can also find us on the Apple Podcast app as well as on Spotify Podcast. Um, we like we said, we's on the Facebooks, we's on the Instagrams, we's on the Twitters. We're all over the social media landscape it, that we it, can possibly get it, get be. It, get it. Follow us. Follow us, like us, subscribe us, whatever you want to do. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Five star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. We would love to hear more from you guys. Again, we are looking for listener involvement. For sure. So if those of you listening, pop over to Apple Podcast and if you're listening over there and leave some comments and some reviews so we can learn about ourselves. Please and thank you. Constructive though. Please. Constructive, yeah. Constructive criticism in the theater is always nice. Yeah, we like constructive. But be polite. But not about the sound, because we know about the. Sound. We know we're working we're on working it. We're working on it. <laughs> we're a novice podcast. <laughs> if you want something nice, go listen to Serial. <laughs> That's not why we're here. That's not why we're here. We're here. We're here. Ooh, theater family mystery, murder mystery dinner. <gasps> that could be fun. I want that to happen. Oh my god, I have no. Uh, maybe later. I can't produce it right now. <laughs> I can't write that right now. But that could be a fun series. Oh, dinner, like a mystery. Mystery dinner audio theater. Mystery dinner audio theater. That would be dope. Love that. Look at this coming up with content oh for you. Oh, my God. Keep Talk it about fresh. Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. Trademark it. Nobody, no, nobody steal that idea. That was my idea. I put it out there. <laughs> nobody knows. If, if something else happens with that, I'm going to know where you got it. I'm going to find you. Or I can just you. cut it out of the podcast. I'm going to find you. I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. You're cold medicine. We gotta go. I won't kill you, but I might tickle you. <laughs> this has been another episode. I can't. I have rehearsal. <laughs> a podcast for the creative visionary. Uh, so thanks for listening. And goodbye. goodbye. All right, I gotta take more Nyquil. <laughs>I can't. I have rehearsal. A podcast for the creative visionary. Born from the imagination of Travis Chaput. Edited and produced by Rachel Klein. Brought to you in part by Squarespace. And scene.